welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2024. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast Canberra Raiders preseason preview for 2024. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and I'm joined by Nick Lord, uh, Stats Guru, Fantasy Nugget, Matt Burton <laughs> essay writing, Kyle Flanagan, mini essay writing. Who else have you talked about for a long time today? Uh, Jack DeBellin, loving Stats Guru. How are you on, Nick? What do I do, baby? Up to number... <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That's it. Too many. A big night for us. But we're talking about the Canberra Raiders, and it's probably not going to be a big year for them. So how about we get into the squad? Mate, it's a huge year. <laughs> That'll be our fight of the Dragons for the spoon. <laughs> well, apparently Ricky thinks they could be a top four squad this year. So oh, who knows? my God. He's delusional. Far oh, out. Well, I guess oh, you, can't, you can't start your season. I must say, if a coach said, Jesus. yeah, we'd be battling for the spoon this year, he's probably gone. So, Mate, oh, my God. That is just – this side is so bad. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So let's look at the predicted team. So at the moment, uh, fullback is really a bit of a race between Xavier Savage and Chevy Stewart at the moment. Uh, it looks like Chevy is possibly in the lead, but it could be either of them. On the wing, we have Nick Kotrick and Jordan Rappiner. At centre at the moment, we've probably got Ethan Strange and Matt Timoko. But remember, Sebastian Chris has had a number of his games uh, suspension reduced, and he will be back round two. In the halves, it looks like we might get KO Weeks and Jamal Fogarty. In prop, Josh Papali'i and Joseph Tarpane. Hooker, Danny Levi. Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead uh, look to be on the edges with Morgan Smithies. Again, with an asterisk against him in 13. Of course, Corey Horsburgh will be back at some point as well. On the bench for round one, likely we see some sort of combination of Tom Starling, Zach Hosking, Trey Mooney, and Pasami Solo. Although it could be a few different players, it really is a transition year for the Raiders. How about you talk us through some of these gains and losses, Nick? Mate, some... Um... Decent gains, underrated gains. So, Sibis Sasangi's uh, come down from the Knights. Kyle Weeks, pretty good signing from the Seagulls. Morgan Smithies, which you'll get into him later from the Wigan Warriors. And Zach Hosking, awesome signing from the Panthers in terms of losses. They lost their golden child, Zach White, off to the Rabbitohs. Matt Frawley, he's been put out to pasture with the Leeds. Jared Croker is just, I don't know, in a retirement home, hobbling around. Uh, Clay Webb. Is unsigned and Harley Smith Shields is a really solid depth signing for the Titans. Excellent. So, look, let's talk about some of the injuries and suspension. So, Corey Horsburgh is currently suspended. So, <laughs> for what? Re- what did he do? He did a ton of things. He, he basically just like got like the world's longest charge seat heading into the, into the end of last year. So, he got suspended for like a ton of rounds. Uh, we then got Seb Griss, who also got suspended for a ton of uh, games in that game, and he will be back in uh round two and Corey Hewer Nara still has that ongoing medical issue. Now apparently Ricky was saying he's likely to never be back. Corey said, well nothing's for sure yet, but you know, it's unlikely that unless something really happens here, he will be back in the immediate future. So Nick, how about you talk us through the strength of schedule? Because it looks like we'll all be earning a lot of Raiders this year. We're gonna hate it. Tell us how much do we hate it? Mate, they have the sixth hardest overall schedule. Rounds one to twelve, they have the sixth hardest in the uh, origin period, rounds 13 to 20, they have the middle. And in the run home, they have the eighth easiest, so also middling. So fairly middling all the way through, to be honest. The buys, rounds 10, rounds 14, minor buy round, and the 
the final major buy round, round 19. And then teams they have twice, mate. They have the Broncos, Dolphins, Eels, Knights, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Roosters, and Warriors. So pretty nasty, to be honest. Great. So it's not a horrible start with the Knights away round one, Tigers at home round two. They're in the NZ for the Warriors round three. Sharks away round four, the Eels round five, Titans round six, so not too bad. They have three gimmies in round 13 with the Dolphins away, round 16, the Tigers away, but they run into the Storm round 17 and Knights round 18. Final five is nasty, mate. Seagulls, Cowboys, Panthers, Roosters, but then they finish with Dragons. Um, Really, this may be the worst team in the comp potentially with the spine out of sorts. Like, there is not one player in the spine I would want on the Dragons. And that's saying something because our spine sucks. Um, they have no gimmies for their teams twice and really could get pumped all year long. Origin players, including potentially Horsburgh, are a big no-no as you could potentially miss round 10 with the buy, 13 origin, 14 buy, 16 origin, then 19 buy plus origin. Uh, really solid pickups, rounds 20 onwards. Uh, Non-origin guns are well worth picking up round one as they're available for the first two buy rounds. And only the Dolphins, Bulldogs, and Roosters are in the same position. So um, these players are extremely valuable. Um, I'm definitely targeting those four teams for that reason because you can just hold them up until you know the end of round 16 and then work it out from there. You buy a plan for round 19, depending upon who's in form and what the cash is like at that time. For sure. that's It's definitely an important thing to do there. So just having a look at some of the players here, let's, let's talk about the fullback position. Uh, Xavier Savage or Chevy Stewart, so Stewart's probably, he's only got 18 games in New South Wales Cup, but he's got nine tries and 31 goals in that time. 230k fullbacks who score tries and have, you know, the ability to kick goals are amazing. And if he gets anywhere close to his 38.9 average that he gets in New South Wales Cup, he is a must start in your side in 2024 in the emergencies. Sweet Christmas. Yeah, that's it. So he's, he's a guy, hit, hit the soundboard, Nick, come on. Which one? Well, he's made the list. You just made the list. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Excellent. Xavier Savage is also another decent option. He's got 21 tries and 23 New South Wales Cup appearances for an average of 33.5. So priced at 25, 350k, this isn't the slam dunk, but we hope with additional year of development, he could take his game to the next level. So he's he's a bit of a lesser choice for us at that point. Question for you though, Nick. You had Xavier Savage at fullback, or you had Tyro Monroe over at the Rabbitohs, exact same price point on a wing. Who would you take? Um... Jeez, I don't know. Oh, far out. Savage was really popular last season and then just sort of... He did his jaw. He yeah. in pre-season training and that's why he didn't play because yeah. he lost too much weight. Yeah. Um. See, Munro could go ham on that wing. I'd probably just go Savage because of position, right? Mm. Um. Yeah. Just. I don't know. That's really, that's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, look, we're hoping for uh, Chevy Stewart, but if not, we'll, uh, we'll have a think about Savage. Uh, guy that we do have to talk about, Jamal Fogarty. So he's partnered with a new untested halves partner, uh, you know, whether it's Strange or whether it's KO Weeks. And like I see Fogarty do more this year. So, and with that, we can be actually moving from sort of that mid 40s, like the low to mid 50s average, as evidenced by his 2021 scoring at the Gold Coast alongside the flailing Ash Taylor. So as a bonus, he plays two out of the first three buy rounds, meaning he can run him through most of Origin if he does pan out to be a decent buy. He could fall flat, but there's very there potential, which is rare for existing, like it's, it's rusted on halves in 2024. So basically what we're seeing here is that he's kind of played 
uh, just really a full game management play styles thus far, but they'll probably need to be more involved in 2024, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, he'll definitely um, get the lion's share of the kicking, maybe 70 plus 80%. Um, but this, like, what sort of opportunities is he going to get really there other than just booting the crap out of the ball, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, look, if I we- mean, he could get like, 18 points just from that, I suppose, by kicking for four or 500 a game, yeah. you know. And then he averages another 21 points worth of tackles. Uh, he's not really a tackle tackle breaker. His sort of negatives outweigh his offensive running as far as that goes along with his errors. Yep, yep. But essentially, if we if we go with that plus goal kicking, right, in there, so... Yeah, it's low 50s, mid 50s for sure. Yeah, because Jared Croker has retired. So it's, it's worth thinking possibly 10 points of value. And he just... He plays all the way through to round sixteen, Nick. Yeah, but this team's just so bad. It is. I don't think I don't think people realize how bad this team is. Like this spine, like a nobody fullback, a six who should be playing fullback, Jamal Fogarty as your halfback, and Danny Levi's your got. Like that is just not good. Just not good. It's not good. Though you do have at least, unlike the Bulldogs, are pretty close to an elite forward pack. So you've got basically origin forward Josh Papali'i. You got. New, uh, New Zealand forward Tarpane, you got one time New South Wales edge Hudson Young, English international. Two, two time, two time. We played two games. That's fair enough. Um, we have uh, English international Elliot Whitehead, and then we got Corey Hordsborough, who played well, for. They, I think Whitehead's retiring there in the year. Who else is retiring into the year? Um, is it uh, Papali or Tomoko. no Rapana? You said. Uh, uh, sorry, Rapana. Yeah, what am I thinking? Yep. Tomoko Rapana. Yep. Yep. So it. It's old at the wrong position. I don't know. It's just a really bad team. And yeah. no wonder why they got money to spend. Like while you were um, going through the team, I was Googling NRL cap uh, salary cap floor. I don't think there's a floor in place. So I think you just bank whatever you don't spend, I suppose, from a club point of view. Um, no, what they do is I think they have to spend something like 85 or 90%. But what they do is like what the Dolphins did last year, they prepay a lot of positions. So they'll, they'll pay them for future years. Sorry, sorry, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It says clubs are required to spend at least 95% of the salary 95. cap. There we go. And the majority of clubs spend the salary cap, but not uh, all are successful on the field. Someone has to come last and someone has to, okay. Yep. Um, Thanks for reading out the NRL okay. promo. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just trying to find the floor. It just does they don't use the word floor. It's just got to spend 95%. Yeah, so that's it. Freaking, they put, oh, are they just going to pay for bonuses or something? Seriously? That's just it. give Tarpane just a, as you're saying, oh, like prepay. Or prepare him for following, yes. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so look, I see with Fogarty, he's a guy you can stick as your second uh, your second guy outside of a guy like Cleary or Hines. You save probably 350K. He's, he's never going to be a 70 points guy, but you can just find just enough money to upgrade him and then pick up a cheap keeper on the way through. Anyway, yep. you could even, it, you could even, if you add a speed bit of cash and we get some cheap. Uh, sorry, some cheap centers. You know, you could even stick him on your bench, even if you do have a couple of more expensive halves. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, let's look at the next guy, K.O. Weeks. He's also in, I want to say, almost 50% of sides. So he isn't one we who we want to set fullback simply due to this 21.3 average at the position in an arguably a better manly team. Now, he wasn't their first choice fullback. The squad was entirely built around running turbo, and Weeks is not turbo. But we could see him average better in the halves to increase defensive workload, some more time with his hands on the ball, and some base stats. So where I'm seeing here is that at 252k, throw him in your emergencies to cover the other wing fullbacks. 
when they take a buy, we could possibly start him. Like we're thinking about Ezra Mam level floor here, right? So he'd be like any other cheap wing fullback cashy that you might try and start with round one. A bit like Will Warbrick last year, Nick. Well, the average is 32 in reserve grade at fullback. So it's not a dumpster fire if he does get the fullback spot. Mm. So Ethan Strange. So 250k, 18 break even. If it's center, it seems he's only biding time for Chris. And he Chris is back due round one. So if okay. he's... If he's, uh, sorry, round two. So he's at, Ethan Strange only has one game potentially in the role. So the only way that I could see us wanting to own Strange is if he moves into the 5'8 role. So which I think where he's naturally. So only pick up Strange if you're Nick. Mate, that's tough. That's real tough. Exactly. He's in a lot of squads. He's in a ton of squads. But people forget that Seb Chris is due back round two because he got three games of his suspension removed uh, by being an international. Yep. Next guy, Danny Levi. He's in my current squad. So... By the way, Kay Weeks is in my current squad. Jamal Fogarty's been in and out. Chevy Stewart's in my current squad. So is Danny Levi. Starting hookers at 280k are hard to pass up for emergencies. Just don't rely on the scores. Has a long-term average of 34, which is terrible for a hooker, but an absolute boom priced at 286k. So, and this was over 47 odd minutes is that long-term average. So it's not unreasonable minutes, even with Starling on the bench. So you just made the list. Yeah. So the only way that I could see Danny Levi being an absolute bust is if he only gets 30 minutes and Starling gets 50 in kind of that Wolford role. But mm. I'm even with Zach So Wolford's just chilling there on the bench, is he? Wolford's just gone. So, yeah, but they but won't release him. Yeah, yeah. So he's just sitting reserves, reserve grade. Just That's depth. it. And, but they won't release him to the Dragons, even though they want to buy him. And if we look Good at one, and if we look at Wolford last year, he averaged 50 minutes exactly. So if he mm. takes the Wolford role, and it looks like Danny Levi was going to before he broke his jaw early in the season, um, 50 minutes, which is exactly what we want. Put him in your emergencies, forget about him. Don't touch him until he makes enough money. Go sell him for someone good or the next cheap in bank the cash. So next guy, Morgan Smithies, 520k for 38 break even. Don't have a huge amount of data or video on Morgan. Seems to be that sort of old Northern England style of play. Hard and loose, gets suspended a fair amount. Talent, but at 520k, I wouldn't be buying with Horsburgh due back. Last guy we got to talk about Seb Chris, because center is an absolute dumpster fire this year. He's back round two. The reason we want to talk about Seb Chris is that he's actually, Nick, a better center than he's a fullback which is very unusual. Yeah, he's, he's like the worst fullback in the league, right? He's pretty close. So No, no, I mean fantasy-wise. Fantasy-wise, not. Yeah, yeah. Not oh, for sure. But like if you go back to his 2022 season, his last season at center, average 39 at center. Ooh, very nice. And yeah, and he's priced, you know, at 29. So there's 10 points of value. Uh, he's got the jewel. He's someone who, if you just basically count him as having a round one buy, you could actually have him in your squad, Nick. Use him to loop round one. Yeah. Yeah. It's just who's your uh, center cover on the bench. That's really tough. You're willing to rely on cheapies. That's the big thing. But you could, like, it means you could. Talia or something, eh? Yeah. Or like Iro if he gets to start for one week and then just run Seb Chris in there. I so, don't hate it. Yeah, yeah, I don't hate it. So he, he could be like your backup because most people want to center at both positions. He's just a guy you just can't even as having being suspended, like uh, having just an extra buy. Mate, have you seen? He pretty much scored a try game though in 2022, like in the centers. Yeah, 0.9 try scoring rate. He certainly did. It's pretty unreal. Yeah. But on the plus side there, it's developed since then where the number of tackles made has actually really gone up as has the meters run by centers over that time. So we yeah. probably should see the uptick in tackles from 13 and run meters from 100. So, like, if we look at Tomoko, and he's not Tomoko, right? But he's still got some talent. Uh, Tomoko last year in the centers ran for 
157 meters. And yep. yeah. Like 20 uh, St. Douglas, 20? Uh, no, he actually, early in the season, he 20, and then it dropped away. He sort of only averaged 12, but he still ran for those extra meters. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Um, Speaking of uh, Manny Tomoko, 602K, 44 break even. He did his career year last year, mate, averaging 32 in 2022 up to 43 in 2023. Uh, he upped his base by one tackle and run meters by 50. So I think he went from like 100 to like 160, did you say, running meters or something, which is pretty awesome. 157, yeah. Yeah, pretty solid. And was up in his line breaks. So from the eye test, when you watch the Raiders, I felt like when he made a line break, he made a long line break. You know, yes. like sort of halfway line and then run for 30, 40 meters, which I think where he got those extra running meters from substantially. So maybe look to get him um, as they're like, I think they'll go right more with White and Gone on the left. So they'll be looking to Moko as a strike weapon. And Fogarty's more of an orchestrator than, you know, a, a point stealer. So only five scores below 30 in 24 games last year. He also played 24 games in 2022. So he's had really great durability over two years. I just don't really see much upside, to be honest. Last year was a year for Tomoko Believers to capitalize. So I think you're sort of getting him somewhat at value this year. I don't I don't think you're going to get 50s in the centers anyway, right, Stu? He's not no. a bad guy, guy. No, he's not. So he, he's he's one of the better players out there, but he's, he's not necessarily the best player of all time. Yeah, there was some good calls on Tomoko last year. So you got your run last year, but you won't get it again this year. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, on to probably one of the more interesting ones, Zach Hosking, 584K. So 42 break even. If he's starting, Hosking may be the half good of 2024. Like dude averages 61 in nine games of the back row when he's playing the 80 minutes. Like so that's, that's potentially 20 points in value. Um, pretty much puts him at like prime Angus Crichton, like 0.75 PPM. So wait for the trial, see if he's starting, see what minutes he gets. We'll automatically walk into my team if he gets those minutes in the preseason. Um, we sort of speculated the Panthers pod, Stu, that, you know, that they Panthers let him go, but the question, and they held on to Garner, but the question is, did the Raiders want Garner? And did the Panthers just not stand in Hosking's way for better money potentially? We're not, obviously, yeah. we don't know what's they, happening they, there. They, so. they had him for unders. I, I mentioned that they're paying him like absolute chips last year. And it's like, yeah. here's your chance to go and get that long-term position. I don't think they want to put that because he put in a lot last year. They just don't want to stand in those guys' way when they, you don't have a future for him at your club. Yeah, 100%. So they just did the right thing by him, I think. So yeah. in games between 50 and 70 minutes, he averages 42 and a half, which is what he's priced for. So um, unless he gets, if he gets 80 minutes, he's an absolute boom of the year. But um, if he doesn't, then don't don't touch with a 10-foot pole. On to my boys, Stu Hudson Young, 646K, 47 break even. So cracked the origin side for two games prior to being dropped for the dead rubber. He's only 25, only entering his statistical peak in the next year or so. He's actually a career like 50 guy in the back row and playing over 70 minutes. So I think he's somewhat reasonably priced, you know, maybe a point or two of value just um, when he gets the minutes, I suppose. Uh, when he moves to lock, he could be a jet, um, but... I don't care. He's just not. He's not around one guy really. Like he 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 goes on streaks. So for example, he averaged fifty eight in an eight game span from rounds three to eleven, which is solid. But then he averages forty three for the rest of the year. So he's sort of over that eight game span is really what vaults him into Origin. But then he was a dud from there. So you know, if he fixes his consistency on offense and then he clean up his missed tackles, which is three point six and nearly an error and penalty a game, he could be sixties kind of guy. But it's just not meant to be. Don't buy it. I think it's a big trap. Um, big red. Corey Horsburgh, 
762K, 55 break even. Man, he was a revelation last year. Absolute career year, bumping his minutes from 43 in 2022 to 62 in 2023. So frustrating. I shaded him all year, right? I was like, nah, it's not him. It's not him. And then worked out it was him. I have ducked him, right? And I worked around it, but he probably cost me 30 places. Like instead of being top 50, it could have been top 20 if I got him. So frustrating. He was great. Yeah, he, he was, was amazing. Man, his his average went from forty one to fifty five. So yeah, he was he was awesome until the suspension. I think he's a really well priced gun. Uh, he may be able to buy the dip once he gets back from suspension. So obviously not a round one pickup. Let's hold off on that. Now, Stu, really interesting. Uh, Nick Cottridge, two sixty one k, nineteen break even. Man, he's popular because he's got the DPP and he's dirt cheap. So um, and the starting job. I should say. I can see why, because he's a career 30 winger from 2017 to 2022. So he was the 18th man for Origin 1 in 2018, and then he played a game in 2019 prior to an ankle injury, uh, ruling him out for the rest of the series, I believe. So injuries really stalled his career, playing 14 games in 21, 19, and 22, and only 12 last year. So it's a fair risk, but Stu, he's only 25. Mm. You know, He sort of feels more like 29 to me, like if you just... Because he was so good so early. Yeah, he's he was developed. You know, coming to he's always been a big big lad. You know, he hasn't like really fill out. Sort of came in as a unit. Um, to me, he's a really easy pickup because you're not going to lose your shirt. You might make ten points. You might not. He's great coverage. So, um, if you're looking at Cottridge or Talao or something like that, I think Cottridge might be worth oh, looking. He's got your the talent upside for sure. Like, there's no there's no argument, right? Uh I mean, Talal's meant to be talented, but... Um... I've never seen him be talented, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'd start Cottridge, though. I think you get burnt starting in there, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe for a round, if you have Chris coming in, but only for a round. He's the type of guy you only need to play for a week. But here's my question for yep. you, Nick. How many Raiders can you possibly play? Because I'm looking at a possible squad, right? Which is Fogarty, Cottridge, Weeks, uh... Chevy Stewart, Danny Levi, and possibly said Chris. Yeah, that's too many from the worst team in the comp. It is. So how many, in your opinion, is enough and how many is too many? Well, you'll find out at the team list about Chevy Stewart, I suppose, but Danny Levi appears to be a layup. You know, if he gets, what, 40, 50 minutes, you were contemplating. Your weeks is good coverage. You know, he he can't go backwards. A lot of these Raiders that you mentioned, he can't really go backwards. That's so what I really mean. So bet, you know? I think we're just going to be full of them and there's no early buy to ruin our team. I think it would just be, you could start with five and just have a rule to sell three of them by round 10. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. So you're only going to buy with two, which would probably be Fogarty plus whoever's performing out of Stuart Weeks, Patrick or Levi, like just to whoever's before, or Chris, whoever's performing. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure I could like muster the courage to actually buy Sebastian Chris. I'm not sure I could do it. <laughs> Don't make me do it. Yeah, with the round one buy, it is a bit of a tough ask. But I'm just saying that there's so little value there. You Otherwise, we're relying either on buying these expensive guys or you're buying or you're like hoping that a guy like Iro comes along. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, real tough. Real tough in the center position. So, oh, mate, you're I'm just hoping tough, you're not he worried. might get blessed in the preseason with you never wish injury. So, you're just hoping that rather someone else just gets an opportunity, right? Yeah, absolutely. For yeah. sure. Well, look, yep. mate, that's have you got any final thoughts? Um, Tarpanay is interesting. We haven't looked at him, but he's always. 
because they've got such a good schedule. If you wanted like a gun, you could pick up Tarfane for the year and just sit on him, you know, like we did last year, where it, it and we, much. we were expecting value last year, but essentially he moved within about what fifty k all year. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He, so he was just good all year. The issue was, and as an owner, I pretty much held him all the way through because he was they're gonna. It was just. The way that he was used by Ricky was just abysmal. He played anything from, in the biggest game, like I played a couple of games at lock, 68 and 73 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. other games, he got 48. He got, uh, sometimes, like, he got 33 in the final game of the season against the Sharks. Yep. Like, it's just, yep. you don't know. You, you're playing well, Ricky Roulette like, on the weekly. He's one of the best, like, four props in the game, like him, Fisher-Harris, Haas, and... Uh... If you were guaranteed that he would get 55 every week, you would pick him up in a heartbeat, for sure. Yeah, well, he's got great stretches in him. He's got a .99 PPM, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, this this team is so trash. If he gets, you know, he should get the minutes on a team like this. Yeah, so he's got he gets fifty four minutes with fifty three average. The issue is is that it's those two games that lock to throw it out. So if you take away the games, if we only put him at prop, fifty two minutes for fifty two average, one point zero ppm. Mm. So yeah, so he just needs more minutes. But I, I think they're there for him based upon the quality of the bench. Like bench is trash, dude. Yeah, it could be. We if he gets five, if he gets five extra minutes, he'll get five extra points. That's how his ppm works. And this back six is terrible. Like, terrible. Yeah. That might tire those guys out more, though. Remember, bad teams, the guys get more tired. They've got to spend more time running. They get more injured. That's always the danger, Nick. Mm. Yep. So, if you look at what happened to the Bulldogs, bad players, uh, sorry, good players got worse. So Yeah, I think think the middle's fine. The middle's fine. Like, you you rightly said the middle's fine. Like, the starting starting back, but then... Yeah. It's, you know what? Between them and the Bulldogs, that have an elite team. <laughs> if you sent all the forwards, <laughs> excepting the hooker, to the to the Bulldogs, and the Bulldogs would yeah. have a good team. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. just Horcruxes them together. That's it. All right. Well, with the Horcruxes in mind, let's wrap this one up. Uh, what a segue by me. All right. This is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast preseason preview for the Canberra Raiders signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.